Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And a wonderful, wonderful day to you. This is Brad Zocco, and you're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. Hey, God bless you. Thank you really very, very much for uh, listening. It's been a wonderful week. It's been a trying week. Uh, we have seen a number of challenges here in our ministry and uh, really with my family. There are a lot of people that really don't seem to like our ministry here. But your prayers of protection have been most, most appreciated And I love the encouraging letters and comments that have been made to really help encourage as we're moving on into our ministry. Coming up here soon, I'm going to be back on the road starting on February 11th, and I hope to see you. I'm going to be in Salisbury, Maryland on February 11th in the morning as the Lord would protect and guide. I'm going to be up there and speaking in the morning time about 10 o'clock in the morning at Calvary Baptist Tabernacle in Salisbury, Maryland, Calvary Baptist Tabernacle in the morning. In the evening time, I'm going to the bakery, Sugar Shack Bakery over in Bridgeville, Delaware. I'm going to be there and speaking. Miss Danae and her husband who own the bakery are going to open it up to all the people and all the friends, and it includes you, my friends in the Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia area, the Delmarva Peninsula. Come on over to the Sugar Shack, and we'll have an evening Bible study included with a whole a lot of Q&A time. Then the next week, I will be over in Dayton, Texas, in South Dayton Baptist Church, down in the Lone Star State. Oh, we've got some exciting things coming up in the future. On March 3rd, I'm going to be in California, in Hollister, California, at Calvary Baptist Church. And then later on, we're talking about being in the Harrisburg area, over in Pittsburgh later on, heading down to Alabama, Mississippi already, and the calendar's filling up. I'll share some more when we get over to... uh, the uh, map over on our website. Don't forget our website, theheaventour.com, theheaventour.com. And listen, if you'd like to be part part and partner with us, receive our newsletter, look at the prayer list, things like that, want to help out in any way, then go ahead and sign up over there under the partner side of theheaventour.com. What I'd like to talk about with you right now is something very, very special. And it comes up in just a short an encouraging time with you here today in our podcast. We've been looking at all the various challenges, and maybe sometimes we get into the negatives, and we have to stand strong, as Ephesians 6 says, wearing the armor of God. But now let's look at something as a most intriguing hope. People will say, what will I look like? What will I be like in heaven? I'm a believer in Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. It's more than just words, Brad. I really do have Christ As number one in my life, I've given everything over to him, including my sins, my future, and I'm following him. I know I am in the palm of his hand, in the protection of his hand, like it says in John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30. And nothing will separate me from his love since I'm in Christ Jesus, Romans chapter 8. All right, so what will I look like when I leave this life, either through the rapture or through the natural death? What will I be like in heaven? We've talked about how fast I'll get to heaven. We'll talk about the families in heaven. We'll talk about standing before the Lord. We found something most intriguing in Revelation 21 and 22, where it says that God's name will be on our foreheads, meaning that the Lord owns us. He is taking care of us. It's wonderful promises. But now, what is this going to be like? What's my body going to be like? 
Well, let's start with this, because I'm going to bring you to some things we've reviewed, but also to something you may have never heard before. First of all, we've talked about this numerous times. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 53, is that the Christian is assured that our new condition, our body will be incorruptible. No more physical ailments, no more spiritual challenges, no more uh, neurological diseases or uh, stresses and things. Oh, it's just so wonderful to think about. But we also think about this when we look at uh, the very same passage in verse 49 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It says that we right now, we bear the image of the man of dust. But now listen to this. We shall then bear the image of the heavenly man. We start getting some hints that we're being taken to a much higher physical plane. We will have a resurrected body. We know, just as it says in 1 John 3, 2, we shall be like Jesus. And in his resurrected body, as you know, we've talked about this in Luke uh, chapter 24, he asked for food. He ate food. Uh, we also see that during this time, whenever he was in his resurrected body, that in John chapter 20, verse 17, Mary kept hugging him. And he says, don't cling to me. I've not yet ascended to my father. Well, we get the idea that he had a tangible body, right? Well, now think about it. If we're going to be like him, think of what it says here. We see, for our citizenship is in heaven, it says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 21, from which also we eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it might be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he's able to subdue all things to himself. He can take care of that cancer. He can take care of that osteoporosis. He can take care of that loneliness or that depression. He will subdue all things to himself, and that includes the ailments of our body, identifiable. Now, we, uh, we have our, our characteristics. We have our creativity. Is like I like to say, I've said this for two years, you will still be you, Christian, in heaven without all the bad stuff. Now, when we say that, there's something most intriguing I want to share with you in this. When we see Revelation chapter 21, we take a look and we see the new Jerusalem. And something very, very intriguing is brought there that we may go by. It says that there's no need of the sun or moon there. Because, Revelation 21, 23 to 25 says that the glory of the Lord will illuminate it, that the Lamb will be its lamp. Okay, that's the city. But now follow this. Go over to Exodus chapter 34 and verse 29. And you're going to see that Moses was with the Lord. And in that communion one-on-one -on -one with the Lord, when he came back to the people, something happened. His face began to be radiant. It was literally, physically glowing. Now take that, tie that into Jesus himself, who in Luke chapter 9 and in Matthew chapter 17, on what we now call the Mount of Transfiguration, both passages talk about the same event. Jesus starts showing his godness. How? He starts showing radiance. It is a glowing it is an eminence of light coming out. Now, you know that. Continue on. Listen to what it says in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. The resurrected saints, the Christians, you, me, the believers in Messiah, those from the Old Testament and New Testament, 
the resurrected saints will shine like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. It says they'll shine. They will have a radiance. Listen to what it says in Matthew chapter 13, and you take a look in verse 43. It says almost the same thing. The righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. You know, I find it fascinating enough that we don't call it an estate. We say it's the father's home. We say that we're going to be at home with the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. Jesus says, in my father's home, there are many rooms. We're talking about intimacy. Romans 8, 15, we're allowed to call him father, Abba. I want you to think of all the different names that we are able to call him in his greatness. I mean, it's one thing to say he's the most high God. When we look in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 15, El Elyon, we think of he's a consuming fire indeed. He's magnificent. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 24, the consuming fire. We also know that most fascinating, isn't this something? He is, James chapter 1 and verse 17, the father of lights. We see the reference here to the glowing, the father of lights. Think about what I talked about, the names of Jesus. We did see he's known in Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 6, the Lord of our righteousness, and he's called the mediator. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5, the captain of our salvation, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. But listen to this. He's also known in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 5 as the glory of the Lord. There's the word again, glory. We're going to have the radiance. Now, what does that mean in the physical sense? I don't know. I don't have the mind of God on this. I just know what I read that it tells you. Once again, as Moses, Exodus 34, 29, was actually showing the radiance of the Lord, and Jesus showed the radiance of heaven in his godness in Matthew 17. Daniel 12 and verse 3 says, The resurrected saints will shine like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. Or as one translation says, it will shine like the brightness of the firmament. Matthew 13 verse 43. The righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. We indeed shall be like him. We don't know fully, 1 John 3, 2, what we'll be like, but this is an awfully exciting hint. Thank you so much, my friends. I do appreciate you listening in. It's a bit of an encouragement today to the believers. We are indeed like the man of dust today with all of our faults and our pains and things, and we're able to continue in our ministry. But then, oh then, one of the things of being in the presence of the Father And within his heavenly hug, we also see that our position is going to be one, not only of incorruptibility and immortality, but we're going to glow. I wonder what that fully means. Well, that's something to meditate on. Thank you so much. God bless you. And Lord willing, we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of your gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.